A good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We had been talking about overcoming and how Jesus had overcome the world. He had overcome the flesh. He had overcome Satan. He defeated and conquered in all of these areas of his life. He has made it possible by his death, burial, and resurrection and by the Holy Spirit in our lives, the promise of the Spirit that was made to be victorious also, as he was. Now, he was not born with sin like we were. We were born with the sin nature, therefore we could not overcome as we've learned from the book of Romans, that the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And that was because the flesh was weak and it just could not. It could not keep the law of God. It was impossible for it. It was impossible for the flesh to please God. But God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled. Well, Jesus accomplished that for us. Our sin nature has been dealt with. The old man was crucified when Jesus was crucified. The problem is that we still have to retrain the, the flesh in the sense that we have to consider it to already be dead. And we have to reckon ourselves alive unto God so that we can walk and live in a newness of spirit. That means that there is something that we do on our part as far as our thinking is concerned. We must renew our thinking to know that our flesh is dead. It's dead because of sin, and it's dead because it was crucified with Christ. Therefore, the life that we live in the flesh, we now live by faith. We live it by the faith of the Son of God. And this is where the overcoming part comes in. The scripture says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. We have been born of God if we are a true believer. Therefore, that already makes us an overcomer, the very fact that we have been born of God. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the word there, overcome the world, and the word victory, and the word that overcometh the world, those three words there in that one single verse all mean the same thing, to triumph, to, to conquer, to vanquish, to uh, literally defeat, to prevail, to get the victory, to subdue the enemy. He has been put under our feet as the body of Christ, and because he is a defeated enemy already, we must also recognize and know that he has been we're not trying to defeat the devil he has already been defeated by christ 
And through faith, we overcome. We have the victory because we have been born of God. We have been given the promises of God in the New Testament. Promises based on a better covenant. Promises based on a better mediator. Promises based on better everything. In the Old Testament, they were given the law. And they had to keep the law. We are given promises. And we are given the ability and the capability by and through the Holy Spirit in our lives daily to be these overcomers. It is essential to understand the importance of overcoming. Yes, we may fail, but we're not looking to think for failing. We're looking to victory. The victory that comes in Christ that has already been accomplished for us. And through faith, believing those promises, acting on those promises, watching them be fulfilled day by day, moment by moment, learning to live and trust God that what He has said, He is faithful. All His promises are yes and amen. They are true. Therefore, we can believe them. But they're true not for selfish reasons in our life. They are true for overcoming the enemy, making sure he is under our feet, and bringing the light of the gospel to those that have not known it. In the seven churches that are mentioned in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, we are told concerning the overcomer. It does not make an exception, but it seems to be the norm. It says in chapter 2, verse 7, He that has an ear to hear. And this we are talking about, not listening just with your natural ear, hearing something, but hearing with the spirit ear, with the ear of your spirit. He that has an ear to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The seven churches that are mentioned here are seven specific churches in the time of John, the time of Paul, in the time of these individuals. They had experienced it. At one time or another, they had either been there, they had preached there, they had served there, they had taught there. There were more churches than that, but these letters are addressed to seven specific churches. These seven specific churches are also seven specific age periods for the church as an entire, as history. In other words, from the beginning of the death and bur death, burial and resurrection of Jesus to the very present, the year 2022, these churches represented the time period and time periods that have taken place and will take place. Individually, you can find churches in any and through all of these stages of, of their uh, existence. But particularly, these were periods, actual uh, years and centuries 
of when they were living that this was coming to pass. But right here, we are going to take it and make it specific to us individually. He that has an ear to hear, the only ones that are usually hearing are those that are willing. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes, exact same word that we've been using, will I give, this is Jesus personally, will I give to eat of the tree of life, the very tree that Adam did not eat of, the very tree that was in the middle of the Garden of Eden, the very tree that they uh, rejected by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil first, Jesus promises, if you overcome, if you live a life of faith, if you walk a life of faith, if you walk and live in the Spirit and are heeding the voice of the Spirit of God, if you do this, if you have an ear to hear, then, if you've overcome, will I give you to eat of that tree, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So paradise is mentioned here. Overcoming is mentioned here. And the churches are mentioned here. But so is the individual believer. In verse number 2, Revelation 2.11. Revelation 2.11, not verse 2, I'm sorry. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. So in the first one, we're promised that we'll eat of the tree of life. On the second church, we are promised that we won't be hurt by the second death. Why? Because the second death is going to be separation from God. And because we as believers have been in union, in communion, in fellowship with Him on a daily basis, we have been joined to the vine. Therefore, the only time there is any severing or cutting is when the vine is pruned. And the branches are individually, the vine is pruned by the branches being pruned in, in, in the aspect that uh, the entire vine is, is going to be uh, made more productive, but it's going to be because the branches are individually pruned. Only thing that is separated is that which is not necessary to enter into heaven. We're pruned to be fruitful unto God. So the second death will not hurt us because we won't be separated from him. We are going to be his bride. Uh, we are going to live in the new Jerusalem. We're going to be in the new heaven and the new earth. We're going to partake of these things because we have overcome. So once again, Revelation 2.11, He that has an ear to hear. With the same measure that we hear, the scripture says that we are going to be measured back. Not only what we hear, but how we hear. So he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
He that overcometh shall not be hurt. If there is no overcoming, then there is the possibility that we have not gained the victory. We have not walked in the victory. Then there may be an issue of partaking of these promises that Jesus himself has made to those that overcome just like he overcame. Everything he did, he did in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything he did, he did it in obedience to the Father. Everything he did, he did it with and through and by the Word of God. We have been given the Word of God. We have been given the Holy Spirit. So we in our lives can also overcome. Now, the, the, the question is, what is it that we are to overcome? It's not just circumstances, it's not just things that happen in our lives, but it's everything. Paul said in Romans 8.37, In all these things we are more than conquerors, through him that loved us. And understanding that he identifies the things that would influence us here in this natural life that would affect us, that would want to defeat us, he identifies them and helps us to understand that in every one of these areas, provision has been made for us to conquer. You know, it says in uh, Romans 8.31, What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Is It says, who shall lay any charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. And who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? Yes, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us, that makes it possible for us to be overcomers because he's interceding. But who is going to separate us from the love of God when things in life come, when tribulation of every sort and every manner comes, will that separate us? Or how about distress in our lives? When we have tribulation, we have pressures, tremendous pressures. When we have distress, we have narrowness. There's hardly any room. We, we have anxiety, calamity, uh, hardly any room to maneuver in. When we have persecution, it's the people that have turned on us because and for the reason of the gospel's sake. When there's even famine in our lives of any sort, and when there is peril or even the threatenings of the sword, when there is anything that comes against us, Paul said, no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. And I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor present nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination today so that when things come against us, remember, you can overcome because he's already overcome on our behalf. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Amen.